Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be with you, and what a day it is. With me again, my friend Kevin. Boy, Kevin, we started talking yesterday about being lonely, and somewhere along the way, God allowed us to really talk to folks about the knuckleheads in the world, and I'm glad we did that. And uh, But we're going in a different direction today, my friend. God has given us the word light. Light. And this is what I learned in the Army. I learned a lot of things in the Army, but there was one day that I'll never forget. It was one night. We were on maneuvers one night. And we were way out in the Mark Twain State Forest out there in Missouri. And, and if you look at Fort Leonard Wood, it's a really big military installation. And a good portion of that backs up to an unused place of uh, a state forest called the Mark Twain State Forest. Or at least at that time, that's what it was called. And again, you know, 40-something years go by. It's, it's it, you know, maybe maybe it's things are a little different. But we went up, and I remember we, we took a position. We were a defensive group. And uh, we went out on war maneuvers. We were out a couple days. And on the second day, we had ended up on the side of this hill, almost a little bit mountainy about it, not much. And so the high position is what it's all about. And we took the height. And I remember they put me out on an LZ, which is a listening post. So essentially, you dig a fighting position, what some people would wrongly refer to as a foxhole. And about 100 foxes can fit in a hole I go in, maybe 200. But anyway, I dug down that fighting position. Another guy and I went there. And we went in there with a Morse code sender and a wire, and we wired it back up to the command post. And I remember that night we were just, you know, is is the noise a... Is it a deer? Is it a dog? Is it a bear? You know, all these things are going through your head. And I'm on a listening post, so I'm literally 100 yards ahead of everybody else. And uh, with one other dude who kept falling asleep and snoring. So I had a challenge of keeping him awake and quiet. And I remember we sat there. We had about an hour of perfect quietness. And all of a sudden, I seen a flash of light. I saw a flash of light like nothing I had ever saw before. It just lit up the whole sky. Well, brother, I'm here to tell you that some knucklehead took a flashlight and wasn't under his poncho on the aggressors. And uh, again, we were in a defensive position. We were a lockdown unit. And so I was able to Morse code SOS, they're coming, and we pulled cover over a hole. And for the next few minutes, we were using the mile system back then. And so everybody, I mean, we were shooting everybody and, and all their mile systems going off. They were dead, you know, and of course you had evaluators coming along and, and throwing red stickers on them, which meant they were dead. But this is what I want to say. You can not cover up light with darkness. And uh, God wants you to know that. And, uh, and, and God reminds us Jesus own words and then spake Jesus again unto them in the book of John chapter eight, verse number 12 saying, I am the light of the word world. He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life over in John one five and the light shineth in darkness and the dark darkness comprehended it not. And, and so if you look at this and I know it's talking about, uh, not necessarily about physical light, really about both, but the light of the world, there is so much light in God and God saying, you don't have to walk in the sin of this world. You don't have to walk in darkness. Um, I I'm the light. 
uh, I've been with people as they passed away in the last few minutes of life. And on, on several occasions, many say, I see a light. I see a light. You know, these are saved people. And I'll always tell them, God is light. It's okay. And I'll hold their hand and pray with them. And, and uh, uh, you know, and they'll take their last few breaths as we hug and embrace and cry. And But I know this for sure. I know like that fighting position out there at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, in January of 1979, freezing cold. I know when that knucklehead didn't have his poncho over him and turned on his flashlight to look at a map, light, light overtakes darkness every time we serve a God who's light. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, you know, Jesus said that um, if we, uh, and I'm, I can't quote it offhand, but he said, your whole, your, your whole body shall be full of light. And it's just a great thing to live your life under the word of God, because it, when you when you get into the scriptures every day and you go to a church that believes the Bible, you're you're bathed in light and it really makes a difference. You know where I'm staying. I'm, I'm still in El Paso and El Paso is, is really not a safe city, particularly now with um, with all the border situation. It's right on the border and military guys are not allowed to go to Juarez. So it's it's definitely not like it was years ago. Um, and so, um, our, the, where I'm parked is, um, it's, it's, it's a half a mile from the, what they call the, the devil's triangle yeah. and the, it's, it's just a, it's a dangerous place. And so the, uh, the head of security at this big church, um, Hillcrest Baptist came and said, listen, you know, how's Is everything okay? Any, anybody messing with you? Cause I'm on the back side of the back side of, of everything of the church and on a side street. And he said, if anyone comes to the door, this is how you handle it. <laughs> you, 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 you yell, you know, I'm going to call the police. I've got a gun. And anyway, that's just if someone comes to the door and yeah. so scare away the salesman, I guess, you know, we don't want your encyclopedias. We're going <laughs> to, but no, uh, people don't do that here. I mean, people just don't come to the door. So the, the, the idea is this is a, a kind of a dangerous spot. Once I kind of settled in here with my rig, it's been two weeks now. Once I settled in with my rig, um, for this project, this motorhome, uh, I, I hooked up, I, I said, Lord, you know, am I, you know, is this wise? And I talked to my kids, I got seven children that are grown and they'd say, dad, what are you, where are you? And I said, look, the good thing is my rig is bathed in light. There are several utility poles. The church has 24 seven, like stadium light, you know, that are shining all around me, the, the back side of the rig, the front side, both sides, probably underneath the rig is bathed in light all night. And I thank God for my blackout shades. But um, our our lives in Christ are bathed in light. And if we walk in darkness, like the Bible says, we you know, we're we're hearkening to lies. And that's the scripture we're going to get into. I think in Proverbs, hearkening to lies. If a ruler hearkened to lies, all of his servants are wicked. So our our lives as Christians, you know, isn't it just good, Doug? When when um, we say, you know what, the best shot at freedom and safety and security and peace and joy I have is to get into that Bible and to get God's point of view, find out what it's what it's like in heaven, what's he think about it? Because he doesn't have any darkness in him is no darkness at all. And we are going to be able to 
come out of of any one of our situations better than when we came into it because we'll be walking in the light. That's what I'm thinking. That's where it is, friends. And, you know, the Bible is clear. You are the light of the world. And uh, and I, I think that's so important. It's something that used to be quoted all the time by Ronald Reagan. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And, uh, and then I love that verse. I wrote this down in my Bible years ago, and I look at it a lot. But over in 1 Peter 2, 9, first heard at Hillcrest Baptist Church, where you are in El Paso, Texas, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And uh, folks, we follow the light. Well, we... We are honored, again, to be over here in Proverbs 29 and going through this with you folks. And it says, if a ruler hearken to lies, and I'm going to go ahead and read uh, two verses together here. I'm going to read 12 and 13. If a ruler hearken to lies, all all his servants are wicked. The poor and deceitful man meet together. The Lord lighteth both their eyes. So right away, it's talking about a ruler. And you know, if if you got a wicked ruler, uh, I got to tell you, there, there's a reason people put so much stock in uh, rulers. And if a ruler listens to lies and then buys those lies and a part of those lies, uh, no matter what level you're ruling, I'm not just pointing a finger at one person or anything like that, then all the officials are going to be wicked. And I, I just read an article just a short while ago before sitting down to do this. I, there was just more information released and uh, uh, involving the Russia hoax or something like that. And come to find out the FBI and, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter. And, and brother, I'm here. Is, are you okay over there? I'm hearing a lot of doors open and closed and stuff. Is that on your side? Um, not sure, brother. I'm sitting here in my chair, but maybe my chair is making a little noise. Oh, okay. All right, good. We just <laughs> want to check after you warned us about the area you had. I was, <laughs> I, I was getting kind of paranoid, but anyway, so I was just reading gunshots sometimes. Yeah. I, I was just reading this commentary and, and basically the FBI would feed the former people at Twitter, a certain narrative and that particular narrative would be released on this social media site. And then the news networks would pick it up and say, oh, this is all a lie and stuff. And now they have all this stuff to include the FBI people who were doing the wrong narrative. And you say, well, Brother Doug, what does this have to do with verse 12? If you think about what verse 12 is saying, it says if a ruler, you know, think about this. If a ruler hearkeneth to lies, if they listen, folks, then all the servants unto them, all the people are going to be around them are going to be wicked. If we get caught on lies, listen to lies, head toward the darkness, boy, that's where we're going to be living. That's the area code we're going to be living in. That's the zone we're going to be living in. And we got to be very careful of that. And then it says in 13, the poor and deceitful man will meet together. And uh, so, you know, the poor, the deceitful, I mean, you know, they, they have certain things in common. And the most things that the poor and the oppressors and the wicked and the, uh, whatever you may be, the one thing that we all have in common is God is light and wickedness is darkness. So I say all that. We're going to go ahead. We're going to run and let the stations do what they got to do. And we'll come right back and talk a little more about this.
Thanks for hanging with us, dear friends. And and, and so here we are, uh, Kevin, a couple things going on. If that ruler's wicked, that ruler listens to those lies. If they hearkeneth unto the lies, then the servants, people work for them. Everybody's wicked. And then God reminds us that the poor and deceitful meet together when it comes down to God's light and the devil's darkness. At this point, when we meet that and we get that right, that's our common bond. That's what brings us out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you nailed it. If the president or the ruler, if someone that's in charge, if an authority figure, it could be a, a, again, a husband, a pastor, you know, just someone who, who bears some decision-making ability that affects you. If they hearken to lies, um, you you know, you have to, that person has to surround themselves with a, a group of people who are who do not have the moral capacity or the moral desire fortitude to stand up to lies. So you know they're going to have yes men, and boy, it's true. You know, uh, I mentioned in the last broadcast that um, it, you know there there are some churches that unfortunately have some bad experiences where they covered over some kind of a sin, or especially someone went to them and said, "I was raped, I was abused, I was molested." And they said, it's your fault. And I'm talking about a legitimate cause, not someone that's abusing the idea of being abused. That's happening. But, you know, that that takes place without a doubt. It's kind of like PTSD. There are people that abuse the VA system based on that. But the idea here that I'm thinking of is uh, if – if a if a, in a church situation, and not to beat that horse again, but if in a church situation there's a group of yes men gathered around someone who's listening to lies, in other words, it's all about them. It's all about a narrative that protects them, and and you you know you sense that you're that you're not going to have any advocacy in that circle. Uh, because of of the lies, they're not interested in truth. They're interested in prote- self protection. You need to get out of that. I just want to say that. The second thing I was thinking, brother, is um, the poor and deceitful man meet together. Verse thirteen: The Lord lighteneth both their eyes, and the word of the day is is light. I guess so. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and another form of, of, of trauma. This is totally a shift of gears, but I was thinking about this that. Um, the poor and deceitful man meeting together reminds me of scammers. That's the deceitful man meeting or, or trying to get to someone who really can't afford to be scammed. Happens all the time. Some poor person is scammed into giving their bank account number to help someone get a bus ticket, to help someone you know, get, uh, you know, I'm stuck in London and I'm your grandson and please grandma help me to get back. And it's not your grandson. You've just given your bank account number and they've emptied it. Well, grandma can't afford to lose, you know, all of the, all of her savings. And, uh, and so, well, what a blessing it is this verse actually, because it says the Lord lighteneth both their eyes. I think that as a Christian, we are kind of more maybe discerning, you know, the Bible says the discretion of a man. So being discreet, in other words, um, I'm thinking about there's some people in the Bible that met together. And um, I think it was Nehemiah that said, he, the Sam Ballot, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arabian or whoever it was came to him and said, hey, we serve God like you. We want to help you. And it says he perceived that the Lord had not 
sent them. And I think it's really important to avoid trauma, or if you have been through this, to, to avoid going back into it by recognizing it's, it's, we have to perceive whether the Lord wants us to get involved in a thing. And there might be a dear young single woman here who some guy is acting like she is duty bound to help rescue him by becoming his girlfriend. No, you're not. You are. God will lighten your eyes, dear dear gal. You don't need to enter into a relationship and be be possibly abused mentally or physically or sexually by someone who puts the onus on you that you have to rescue them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you need to say in your heart, I, the default is no. <laughs> I, I It's not my job. You know, poor planning on your part does not necessarily constitute an emergency on my part. It's not my job to make your right decisions for you or to fix your wrong decisions. It's my job to live for God. I will be a light to you, but the Lord's lightening my eyes about you. So uh, I just thank God for the ability to discern a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I think it's really important that we weigh things out. And, you know, again, so when Kevin and I talk to you, we're talking to you as people whose hearts are daily, uh, you know, if weekly, if not daily, talking to people who've wound up on the wrong side of other people in life and, and those hurts, those traumas, those PTSD. And there's a lot of commonality. So as we talk to you, we're talking to you as people who've been there. And uh, a lot of the commonalities, you know, moving too fast, uh, mm. wrong people, you know, selling out into things, uh, you know, and there's so many tell signs, I think, uh, uh, Kevin telltale signs, you know, for instance, if, if, if a relationship with somebody makes you to lose your friends and your identity, you're in the wrong place. You know, if mm. a relationship with somebody makes you uh, question your relationship with God, you're in the wrong place. And that's why God develops his courtship. And, and that also pertains, folks, to our friendships and our work relationships and those types of things. You know, we have uh, the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts. And, and God has this wonderful still small voice that talks to us and we listen to it by reading the bible by praying by being all present but we can quench the holy spirit we can do these things be caught in sin we can throw all kinds of things at the holy spirit and and the holy spirit you know he quiets down and people say well you know brother doug i i can't hear god talking to me and in some cases these are sometimes god doesn't talk back to us a lot sometimes god wants us to be still you know, uh, sometimes God wants us to be really still and listen and pay attention. And then there's other times where we can quench the Holy Spirit. I'm, and when I use that word, we, I'm including myself, you know, when we get caught up in the sin, when we, when we have those pity parties, when, and, 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 you know, Kevin, I, I think it's so significant that we point out, we get that some of you are going through terrible, terrible things right now. We totally understand that. Uh, we have no idea what any of you are going through by the grace of God. We try to figure that out when we talk to people, when we work to people, when we counsel people, we try to sort all that out. But I do know this, listen to that still small voice of God, no matter what it takes, you know, be still, be quiet, be prayerful, be reading the word of God. And every once in a while, you're going to have that moment 
You know, when a, when a child of God, when a saved, blood-bought Christian shuts down everything else and opens the Word of God and starts praying and starts weeping, something happens. I don't know what it is. But it, it, God just, you know, there, there's mysteries. But when God comes down and envelops the whole us, even we're in the greatest darkness of our life, and he touches us, man, things can change. When that touch comes, I... You felt that touch, right, brother? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a verse that says, um, and thou shalt hear a voice behind thee saying, this is the way, walk you in it. And, boy, there's just times where, like like, um, Elijah, who was utterly depressed, utterly despondent, felt like he failed at life, said, I'm not any better than my father's. It's not working out the Uh, way I thought. I didn't sign up for this. And there was a still small voice. But isn't it great that the still small voice was in contrast to the mountaintop experience yeah. of, of fire. Amen. You know, Amen. all that stuff. And I think God is saying, look, the fire is going to be gone. Don't worry about the other day and don't worry about your failures. I, my voice is going to remain. And yeah. I, I'm just so glad because when we, when we get to that point where we're totally we're a wet dish rag. We're just totally spent. There's a, like you said, there's a wonderful God in heaven who has every, yeah. every design to bring us just simply back to listening to his voice and That's it. just doing the simple thing, following him again, following, trusting, uh, our, you know, Kevin was just talking to us about second Kings 19 and Elijah, You know, when Elijah goes through all that, he's not eating, he's not drinking. God takes care of those physical things. He bakes some cake. The angels go to him. Elijah, like so many of us, Kevin, what a great place to go. Like so many of us is waiting for the world to be rocked. He's waiting for, Mm. you know, the the lights to come out of heaven, an escalator to come out of heaven, everything to change and his world to be turned upside down. He listened for the wind, the fire, the rain, you know, the earthquake, all those things. But this still small voice. A still small voice did the talking and, and our God, you know, he does, he just has to whisper and the whole world will hear him. And, and so folks, I guess what I'm saying to you, this is, this is the cool thing that when, when God illuminates verses and does some things, it brings us to this point where, you know, when times are bad, when we're down, when the world, when everything's going too quick, when people are showing up where they shouldn't be showing up, people are saying things they shouldn't be saying, people are writing things they shouldn't be writing, people are attacking our social media, people are sending letters. I don't know. These are, you know, I hear a hundred different things a week that people are doing to other people to include me. God's saying, it's time for that still small voice, Doug. And I shut off the TV, I shut off the radio, I shut my laptop computer, and I begin with prayer. And then once in a while, you just got to pull out the Word of God and read. And boy, I'm telling you, you know, when you pray to God, you're talking to God. When you're reading the Bible, He's talking to you. And sometimes that Holy Spirit just says something. Though it may not be audible and right in front of you, it says something. Don't do that. We love you, folks. We hope you're having a great day. Please listen to word, every word Eric's going to say. If you got to get a hold of us, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com and uh, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Hey, have a great day. And with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.